much for joining us today on episode number 164 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So many runners complain about lack of motivation, especially in 2020. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things that are more important than motivation. So if you've been struggling, you're going to want to stay tuned to this episode. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so motivation. I mean, I would say that this is one of the things that we hear a lot, like, how do I get motivated? How do I stay motivated? And I think it's even more so in 2020. Yeah, I mean, we've heard this one for years, but 2020 especially is sort of like, I just can't seem to find my motivation. Yeah. Like, that's that's like the phrase is, I want to go out and run, but I just lack the motivation to do it. Right. And let's first start out by just saying that is okay, all right? Like, like 2020 has certainly dealt us a lot of things, right? And so it's okay if you find yourself struggling right now because that is a common thing. And not that, you know, just because it's common doesn't make it okay. But just understand that just be when you experience something, then just allow yourself sometimes to experience it. If you don't like what you're experiencing, then decide to change it, okay? And that's what we're going to talk about today because you do have the power. But sometimes it's just okay to know that it's okay not to have the motivation sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it, that kind of goes to one of those things is sometimes it's okay to not feel okay. Yeah, and I think that's important to just acknowledge as human beings. Sometimes it's okay. Isn't there there's a song now, right? It's okay not to be okay. Isn't that a song? I feel like I just heard that the other day on the radio. It's like, and you, you made a comment about how it was like a very annoying song. I'm, it's okay not to be okay. Something oh, like that, yes. Right? Yes, that is a song. Yeah. I don't yes. know who sings it, but we Yes, just... but it's remarkably catchy, yeah. and that's the line. Like, the, <laughs> the takeaway message is phenomenal, because the line is, it's okay not to be okay. Right, and I was like, oh, that's a nice message. <laughs> but the song is really, really <laughs> yeah. repetitive. And then you were like, yeah, but it's a terrible song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's an important message. Like, I feel like sometimes, especially with social media and everybody's portraying their highlight reels and all of this, that we think that we have to be okay all the time we think we have to be motivated all the time we have to we think that we have to be out there crushing it all the time and that's just not how it works everybody either portrays their highlight reel or their carefully crafted failure that they overcame that they overcame yes right, or their one. politics that they want to uh, tell you about not diving into that world we are definitely not but i am i'll tell you i can't wait until it's over so on to motivation right so understand first of all that motivation goes up and motivation goes down. And that's why you don't really want to rely on motivation because it naturally waxes and wanes. It naturally has highs and lows. That's just the nature of motivation. Right. So it leads runners to constantly searching for that next thing that motivates. And one of the big things that people rely on is races. This is why this year has led to a a lot of lack of motivation because as races kept getting pushed back and canceled and turned virtual, people were like, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know how to train if there's not a race at the end of this training cycle. Right. So if you're the kind of person that typically – 
waits for a race to be on your calendar for you to buckle down and get motivated or you see races as motivators for you, you probably have found yourself struggling more during this time if all the races are getting canceled because let's face it, virtual races are great, but they're just not the same as in-person races. Right. But after, you know, several months of sort of lockdown, now people are starting to swing. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the popularity of virtual races at first people were like, I'm not sure. I, I just saw a thing like the excitement for for virtual races is now picking up and continuing in the next year. People are signing up for virtual races like months in the future, anticipating a lack of in-person races or a lack of their own comfort with in-person races. Oh, good. I feel like you just like set this up for me to mention our virtual challenge. I was not even aiming up. for that. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it either, but why not put it in here? So we have set up a new virtual challenge for you guys. It is going to be super fun and we're also going to use it to be raising money for a very worthwhile foundation called Girls Gotta Run. Um, So we have set up a virtual race challenge. You can choose either a 5K, 10K, or half marathon. You can register right now during the month of October. It's only $10 for registration. And we also are offering 20% off all swag. So you register for 10 bucks, then you get to choose your swag. You can choose a custom medal. You can choose a tank top, a shirt, whatever it is that you typically like from races, right? Because there are some people that love the bling, that the medals. There are some people that love the race shirts. So we decided that we are going to make them optional and you guys can add on whatever you you want. And the shirt's sweet. I'm already pretty excited for the shirts to come in. I'm excited for the shirt too. So if you want to sign up for our new virtual race challenge, you can go over to our website, realliferunners.com, and there will be a link right on the homepage where you can sign up. Excellent. So that is, in fact, totally a sign of how people use motivation. Oh, wait, I forgot. The discount code. Yeah. The discount code for 20% off during the month of October. So you have to sign up before October 31st. Run your life 2020. Okay, Run Your Life 2020, that'll get you 20% off your um, virtual race swag, anything that you want to add on. Awesome. And only a $10 registration fee. And $10 registration fee. All right, so races are a key way of motivation. I mean, you kind of mentioned some money there. People kind of feel once they've signed up for a race that they need to actually train for the race. So once the money's on the line, well, shoot, I guess I better actually buckle down and train for this thing. That's an easy motivator. Um, Accountability partners. Mm -hmm, That's another great motivator. That's a good one. But another thing that's kind of gone out the window this year, right? Because we've had to maintain social distancing and a lot of the group runs. I know that um, my local running group, Early on, the group runs pretty much faded out completely. Just disappeared. Um, and, and then people kind of paired up. You know, like I had a running buddy for a while that I, I ran the first, what, three or four months with like just she and I. Yep. Um, so there was just kind of one, one-on-one runs. And, and now the group runs have gradually kind of started to come back. And Depending on your location. Depends on the location. Like here, at least in my um, local running group. But there's still a lot of people that used to run with the group that still aren't comfortable coming back and running with the group. And that's totally fine too. Or running groups that came back and now have been shut down again, depending on how things are going, where you currently are residing. In that state, right? So accountability partners are definitely a great way to motivate because you don't want to let someone else down. Like a lot of times, depending on your personality, sometimes if if you make a commitment to yourself, you will not let yourself down. Other people are fine letting themselves, I shouldn't say fine letting themselves down, but But they'll do it. They'll they will like they they will if 
they don't have someone else counting on them, they're they'll just like, yeah, write it off. They're they're more likely to follow through when there's someone else hanging on it yes. than when it's just them right. waiting for it. Like right. they're willing to say it's okay to themselves, but not to that other person. Especially if you know you're meeting them at like five thirty in the morning, you don't want that person standing there waiting in the parking lot. Oh no! But people have now moved into like essentially virtual accountability partners right. of okay. I'm going to run, and you don't even have to be living in the same place. You could have someone in a different state, mm-hmm. different like a different country entirely, and be like, okay, we're both going to run on Tuesday. Text me after your run. Yeah. And you know that that text is coming because that person's waiting on it. You don't want to leave them just waiting on a text that isn't coming. Right. So and solid accountability partner. I agree. And, like, you know, I have a friend that moved from here, Florida, up to Cincinnati. I was going to mention her. Yeah, and she, that's what one of the things that she did. Like, she had running buddies here. When she moved, she didn't have running buddies right away. So she's like, do you guys mind if I text you and let you know that I'm going to go out for my run or that I'm back for my run? I'm like, of course, please do. Like, and, and she knew that she needed to text us because we would be waiting on that. And that was a level of accountability for her. Right, and that that extra accountability provides some motivation. It's that little extra boost that you need when you just don't feel like doing it. You need that little boost of motivation. It helps you out the door. At least you feel like you need that little boost of motivation. Yep. So then we move on to the third one. Endless positive sayings. Who doesn't love a good motivational message? I know, I do. I do. I love quotes. I mean, I post them on social media. I create them. I love them. They're fantastic. Save them to my camera roll. Motivational videos. Oh, yeah. Like the inspiring voiceover as like the inspiring pictures flash up on the screen and like the powerful voice and the music that swells in the background. There's some phenomenal motivational videos and quotes and everything. And they're great. Like, if you are dragging, this might literally just be the kick that you need to head out the door. You think so? Yeah, totally. Like, how many people do you think actually, like, watch a motivational video before they go out the door? If you've got, like, a hard workout coming, yeah. and you're like, I, I guess I could go for a run, but I don't know about a workout. Motivational video, out the door, and you're flying. Have you ever done that? Totally. Really? Yes. Oh, this, this is something that I did not know about you. Yeah. Look at that. I see that you can be married for almost 13 years and together for much more than much that. Much more than that. And 18. Oh my gosh. Um, and <laughs> We're I did not, not doing math. But I did not know that you watch motivational videos to get yourself out the door sometimes. <laughs> I am I'm impressed. So I'm curious, those of you that are in our tribe, let us know if, if you've ever done this because I am very curious now like how many people would watch a motivational video and then as like a way to motivate themselves to head out for a run yeah i'm i don't use it to head out on like a casual run usually i can move to to the next step which is kind of where the the podcast is heading here but on one where like you really need to bring it that day and you're Mm. dragging a little bit it's sort of like if you're halfway through the morning at work and it's you're just not feeling it so much so you go for the extra cup of coffee like you just need that little extra boost Uh it kind of it's it's a little extra motivation cool I like it. So motivation can sometimes get you to start the run, right? Like if you're not feeling it, like you were saying, if you're dragging, sometimes you need that little extra motivation like an accountability partner, a group waiting on you, um, a race that you have on the calendar. Is it the imminent race that's on your calendar and the days that just keep getting fewer and fewer before that's yeah. there? or that kick butt motivational video that you that's just do you have a go-to one that you like to watch (laughs) i'm so curious about this now i think i think i need to see these videos so the motivation can help you start that run right it might also help you finish that run because and i was even talking to my friend about this this morning we were we did quarter repeats and um she was telling me about one of the 
things she was repeating in her head. She was repeating, um, I think she said it was leave it all, leave it all out on the floor, leave it out, leave it out on the floor, leave it out on the court or something like that. Yeah. Like the shorter positive statement that almost becomes like a personal mantra when you're in the middle of a hard workout, hard race or something. Yeah, exactly. So those kind of things can definitely help you to keep pushing, right? Especially at the end of the race, at the end of a hard workout. So sometimes motivation is very important. It's very helpful along the way. Right. But then there's the flip side of it, that motivation is not necessarily the thing you want to go to, to maintain a lengthy running journey. Right. Because like you said earlier, motivation rises and falls, waxes and wanes, if Mm -hmm. you will. Yes. Wax on, wax off. Perfect. (laughs) Wax on, wane off, I think is really (laughs) what we're going for there. Circles. (laughs) Circles. Um, But it kind of rises and falls depending on you know, like your own personal energy that day. Like sometimes oh, yeah. you're just a little tired and you don't have the like, woohoo, I'm going for a run. Like you're just not feeling that level of excitement for it. Maybe there's other influences going on in your life. You know, we talk about stress and other outside things beyond just like your running life. You have your life in there that affects your like specific motivation on that day. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's why today we want to talk about some things that are more important than motivation. Three things specifically, and one kind of leads to the other, okay? It's basically three steps to help you not have to rely on motivation. So first of all, a decision, okay? So first you need to decide what you want and who you are. So you have to decide I am a runner and this is something that I do, right? And as a runner, I live a healthy running lifestyle because that decision makes more or means more. Like if if you decide to run a race, that's great, okay? You can say, you can use that as like a stepping stone in the right direction, right? Like I decide I'm going to run this race, okay? So the three steps that we're going to be talking about today are decide, commit, and then act, okay? So let's start with the race, okay? You decide you're going to run a race, and you commit to it by registering and signing up for that race, and like you said, putting the money down, right? That's a a, a thing that will help you to then commit to that. Then you have to do the actions that are going to get you to that place, right? Get you to be able to maintain integrity and alignment with the decision that you made in the first place, because we as human beings do not like to let ourselves down. We just don't. It doesn't feel good. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes, you know, like we just said, sometimes you're more apt to let yourself down than you are to let someone else down, but you still don't feel good when you do it. Right. So when you make that decision, then it sort of internalizes things. When we talk about the motivation, a lot of that is coming from something outside. You sign up for a race. You have an accountability partner, someone else that you don't want to let down. You've got, you know, the positive sayings and the inspirational videos that you watch. There are other things that you have to take in. It's not this internal thought that you have. When you make the decision to be the runner, then that's a that's a lifestyle choice. That's you making this active choice of, I'm going to do the things that runners do. And yes, you can put it onto a smaller scale of say, I decide to sign up for a race. I commit to it by putting the money down. And now I have to actually go through a training plan and do it. You can make it broader and say, I'm a runner. Mm -hmm. And now these are the things that I commit to be doing. Right, exactly. And that's really what we 
highly encourage you all to do. We, we have talked about what is a real life runner, what is a runner, what is a real runner. We've talked about these things before in the past and please feel free to go back in our large library of podcasts and, and seek these ones out because there are some really, really good podcasts. If you are struggling with the identity of runner, of actually saying those words, I am a runner, we can tell you right now, you are a runner if you choose to be. It is simply a decision and a choice. So when you make that decision, I am a runner, you are then going to be more motivated to do the things that runners do, okay? Because it's a part of who you are, right? And you won't need that waxing and waning motivation. You'll just, okay, well, this is who I am, so these are the things that I need to do. Right, and because the motivation sort of rises and falls, the runner, like the person who's committed and said, I'm a runner, they know that they are going to train even when the motivation is particularly low. Or when the weather's really not great outside. Right, or when there's not a quick win on the horizon. Yes. Sometimes, sure, it's great to have those quick wins. These aren't bad things, but the runner gets out there and trains when the motivation is low, the win is not immediate, and there's not an extensive, there's not a cheering squad. There's not this super outside influence that says, yes, you can do it, rah, rah, you're the best. They just go out there and do it because that's who they are. Right, because the runner understands that, you know, it's simply a choice, and we can choose every single day to be the runner that we want to be. You can choose to be the runner that you want to be. So if you aren't happy with where you are in your running, running journey, make the choice to change something, okay? Become the runner that you want to be. Take on that identity. And if, if you're like, ah, oh, whatever, like I'm, I, I run, but I'm not really a runner. Like if that's the message that you want to tell yourself, you are totally free to do that. But then don't be surprised if you don't achieve the things that you want to achieve because you're giving yourself an out. You're giving yourself an excuse by not, you know, saying I'm, I am a runner. Like you don't say it. So then you don't actually make that decision, make that choice, actually commit to it you're not going to get the results that you are after. Right. And, you know, you can kind of say, oh, well, I'm, I'm sort of a runner. And then you're going to sort of get results. And they may come, they may not. When they come, they're not even going to be all that super satisfying because you probably didn't work that hard. It just somehow lucked into it. And then you're going to have times where you don't get the result. You feel sort of frustrated, but then you look back and you're like, well, I guess I didn't really train. So yeah. I probably don't really need the result. And it, it never gets to that high level of satisfaction with what you've put into mm-hmm. it. So you decide, look, I'm going to be a runner, and then you you go for it. And yes, you need some motivation. Sometimes we all need to rely on some other people for support. But that decision is a very personal decision. Mm-hmm. The decision that says I'm a runner is the one that you make, not the one that your friend texts and says, hey, did you go, go for your run today? That's outside, not the motivational video that you have to watch, not like that song that you put on so that you're really fired up and ready to go. Those are great, and sometimes you need them on the days where the motivation is really like, oh, I just don't know if I have it today. Because Well, you're telling yourself, I don't know if I have it today. You're also in your mind, you've got a deeper underlying belief that I'm a runner, so I'm going to go out and do it. I don't really feel like it, 
but I know I'm going to do it anyway. So maybe I can go through one of these methods and it'll help me at least start my run. Yeah. That's where I think the motivation is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Put a song on that gets you in a, in a better mood. Yeah, you still might not feel like going out for a run, but you know you're going to do it. So you might as well put a song on and feel happy when you start. Right. Or like jump into Facebook and maybe see what the other people are posting. Like I know that that motivates a lot of people sometimes. I've seen oh, it yeah. time after time inside of our tribe and also in our training team. You know, people are like, oh, I really didn't want to go out for my run. But then I jumped on Facebook. And I saw everybody else doing their runs and doing all, you know, having these posts of great things. So it made me go out and want to do it. So sometimes that outside motivation is fine, but ultimately it comes down to that decision to be a runner. And I know that this has been something that has been completely life changing to so many people on our real life runners training team, when they finally accept that identity of runner, then they're like, okay, well, this is just what I have to do because I'm a runner. And this is totally shifting their mindset, their motivation levels, their entire way that they're looking at their running journey. And that's really the whole goal. You know, that's why we always start with that identity level, that decision that you make to be a runner, because, you know, every day doesn't feel great. We're all going to have those days where we don't feel it. I, I had it this morning, you know, this morning, my alarm went off at it's supposed it was supposed to go off at 5 15 and it did go off at 5 15 well i turned it off at 5 15 <laughs> and don't remember that happening so it when it went off at 5 30 and i looked at my watch and my run was literally supposed to i was supposed to be at my run where i was meeting people in 15 minutes you know so i didn't have time for my normal routine i was just rushed and i was still half asleep right and i was kind of like oh I was glad that there were people waiting on me. Okay, so that was a really good motivational thing for me this morning to get my button gear and get to the run, right? Because I didn't want to just let people leave them hanging there, right? Right. Um, and then also on my run, like I had quarter repeats this morning and I knew I was going to have to push hard. So having someone else there that was also pushing was, again, help and kind of to push me along to do that. If I didn't have another person there, I don't know if I would have done my quarter repeats or if I would have rescheduled those to another day. So sometimes even when you do accept that you are a runner, those little motivational things can totally help you along the way. But ultimately, I would have still done done it, you know. It That's would have been thing. it would have been later, it would have been another day, like it, I would have gotten it in because I am a runner. So I would have made it work. Um sometimes those things just kind of help us to do those things. Right. Then that's the thing is if you didn't have people waiting for you you may have been like oh I don't know if I'm going to have time to get this thing in but you would have simply rescheduled it to maybe Thursday when you also have another speed day coming or you would have done it after dropping the kids off at school you would have found a way to get it in Mm -hmm. because you know, missing an alarm would not derail your entire day. Missing your alarm does not suddenly make you not a runner. It just makes you oversleeping just slightly. Right. And it makes things more complicated sometimes, right? Because then you have to try to figure things out. And this is real life runners. So we do have other things that we're juggling. So you have to rearrange and maybe fit some things in and maybe drop something else in the day that you, um, in order to get the run in or something like that. Right. Or or sometimes you just miss it, you know, like you the other day, like you weren't feeling good. Yeah. And I mean, I was going to dive into that one a little bit when we get to our next step, but you know, it, it comes up that sometimes the, the decision of I'm a runner does not end with the, the answer of, and I have to go run that day. Right. Right. Because the decision is, is a, 
is a long-term commitment. I'm a runner and I'm going to be a runner for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I have to go out and run every single day. It's not like I miss a running day and suddenly, oh, I'm not a runner because I'm a runner is a choice. Mm -hmm. You've already made that decision that I'm a runner. And so you lead to this commitment of a journey of yourself as a runner on a long-term running journey. Right. So let's get into step two then. So step one is to decide. So make that decision of who you want to be and what you want to do. Number two is actually commit to it. Okay. Don't just like when you say, okay, yeah, this is something that I want to do. No, like you actually have to commit to it because the decision then leads to that long-term commitment. Because when you are a runner, you believe in yourself and you believe in your journey. You start to believe that other things are possible for you because if not, then why would you be out there doing that? those things, right? Right. And then that's where it comes into sort of this whole picture of runner, of the commitment to being a runner, the commitment to being a healthy, you know, lifelong runner where you know, like you pointed out, I had I had a day the other day where I woke up and I was feeling awful. I went to bed with a headache and I'm like, ah, I just need some sleep. This is going to be fine. I had a long run scheduled for the next morning, but we got to bed at like a normal time mm-hmm. and I woke up the next morning and I still had the headache. And I'm like, okay, sleep didn't do it. Well, and you said you were waking up like every hour on the hour that night too. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Like I just, I could not stay asleep. I kept waking up. I had to go to the bathroom repeatedly and every time I woke up, the head Headaches seem to be worse than it was like the hour before. At one point I was like nauseous halfway through the night. I'm like, this is not going to be a good choice for my long-term running, my long-term overall health picture to go out and try and knock out two hours of running in this morning. Like that's a bad choice. And was that a deviation from my running schedule? Sure. I had planned on like a 17 mile run that morning. And instead I got a big fat zero on the schedule. And you know, for the last couple of days, you've been like, oh, we want to make sure you get a run in here. Maybe you want to extend your Monday. I'm like, no, I, I got a zero on that day. And that's going to be okay because I need to make sure that I'm feeling good so that I can get my next week of running. Like that missed day does not derail me. That doesn't end my whole, I'm a runner. I know that I've got that. I've made that choice years ago. (laughs) Lots of years (laughs) ago. Lots of years ago. (laughs) And my acceptance to I'm a runner. And that means that I don't have to run. That's the tricky part is the commitment is beyond just, you know, foot to pavement. That, that's not the only thing that I'm a runner means. It's a much bigger picture. It's a much broader journey. Right. Because you understand how running fits into the bigger picture of your overall health. And you also understand that Missing one day is one thing, but then missing multiple days right after the other, that's a totally different thing, right? Like, I think that that's an important thing to point out, too, is sometimes we miss runs. It it just is going to happen, but... If you can, it's best not to miss two runs in a row. Like when you're talking about your health and headaches and like other things like that might have been kind of going on, that's a little bit of a different story. If you're actually ill or sick, you want to definitely take the long-term picture here, right? Because like you said, I think that a lot of times people will say, well, I have to get this run in. Like it's on my schedule. This is what I do. And I'm just going to run through that sickness or that illness. And then they end up prolonging that sickness even longer yeah I played that game through like I don't know I think my junior year in high school where I was just sick 
all cross country season. Mm. Like I got sick in early September and I'm like, well, I can't stop running now because this is like the core part of the training season. So I really got to keep hitting practice and two workouts every day and yeah. morning runs on Friday and doubles on Tuesdays. And no, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like what I needed to do was take a few days where I just didn't do anything and rested so my body could just heal and then I could actually get back to appropriate training. Instead, I trained mediocre and thought that I was actually benefiting from it. Right, but as a runner, I think like that's kind of the point you're trying to make here is that when you are a runner and you make this decision, you make this commitment, you see the bigger picture. And so you understand that if I miss a couple of days right now, because it's going to be better for my overall health, that is me deciding to be a runner. Because maybe this illness, whatever it might be, maybe I can just knock it out in a couple of days. If I sleep more, rest my body, get more fluids, do all the things that I need to do and not push myself, maybe it's only going to last a couple of days. Whereas if you try to train through it and push through it, that might get stretched out to a week or even more. Right. And then that that's... That's what leads to, well, I just, I never feel good on my run. And it's really hard to stay motivated when you never feel good on yeah. your run. But that kind of takes us down a different a different path. But right. But I think that, you know, going back to barring actual sickness and illness, you know, if you just happen to miss a day because life gets in the way, don't miss the next day. Okay. Right. Like you got to commit to that, right? Kevin missed Sunday, but he didn't miss Monday. Um, so that's, I think, one of the big things too is like, okay, you, you, you took Sunday as a rest day. You started to feel better. Monday, you, you were feeling okay okay again so you went out and you got some easy miles in you didn't go out and do something crazy and push hard and try to get that long run in and try to you know sacrifice your sleep and and go back down the the poor health route right why are you laughing <laughs> i'm laughing because on monday morning you I, thought about it right i did oh that's right you so told me. my alarm was set for five o'clock because that's when i get up so that i can get my run in like we, we make sure we get plenty of sleep yeah. try and get to bed on time so five o'clock is not crazy to the schedule and i get up and i can get in a decent amount of miles and still get back and get to school on time it works out fine i woke up randomly at like three fifty six, which gave me this extra hour and i woke up i had to go to the bathroom it was fine and I thought briefly as I was in the bathroom thinking, I have an extra hour right now. I could do my Sunday long run right now. Mm -hmm. And instead, I got back into bed. So what, how, like, why'd you make that decision? It was not necessary to make up the, the long run. And a lot of people, especially if you're on like a training plan for like a half marathon, a marathon, they're, they're so committed to, I have to make sure that I build up the long run. Mm -hmm. The long run is so critical. Yeah. I'm building up to try and run the longest race I've ever run in my life. Mm -hmm. And I missed a long run and I still knew it's going to be okay. I just need to get onto my next week of my training cycle. Yeah. Like I need to start this Monday correctly. I'll have a good Monday run. And I did. I had a great run after another hour of sleep. I went out and had a very solid run. And that started the week off correct. I didn't feel guilty for missing the long run and try and be like, all right, I have to completely upend my entire training schedule and shove a long run onto the Monday because I missed it and I feel bad. And if I don't put my long run in, then it ruins everything. It doesn't. I mean, we know we've got clients that build their long run in that the long run is planned for Sunday, but Monday is always an off day in case the long run doesn't work on Sunday. It just naturally goes on to Monday. Mm -hmm. That's a different thing. Like my long run is Sunday. And if it doesn't happen on Sunday, 
it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like that's just how it works because then I hit my school schedule and that's not how it works. Over the summer when I didn't have school, I regularly moved my Sunday long run onto Monday mm-hmm. because weather conditions sometimes moved it off of Sunday and I could totally fit it onto a Monday. Yeah. That's not the schedule that I have right now and that's okay. My schedule is still going to be okay. I'm still going to get a buildup, a safe and healthy buildup that gets me where I want to go. Right. So you have to understand that some days you can miss running days and you will be totally fine because sometimes it's better for you to miss those days to take care of your body in the bigger picture of your health and your running journey. However, you've already made that long-term commitment. So you know that consistency is inevitable. That's what you've already chosen by making the decision, by making that commitment, because commitment is what creates that consistency. You know that just because you take a couple of days off doesn't mean you're just going to stop running. Like it's not going to happen because you've already decided that it wasn't going to. Right. The consistency is not in that you have to immediately start a running streak and you're never allowed to take a break. It's the consistency and the belief of you as an athlete. The consistency is in your head that you are always every day, all day, an athlete who takes care of themselves and performs at at the level of an athlete. Right, exactly. So step one, decide. Step two, commit. And then step three leads us to action, okay? Because the decision leads to the commitment and then that commitment leads us to action. So we start with that simple choice that, you know, helps to move us beyond those motivational quotes and videos that Kevin loves. And then we commit to something bigger than that, bigger than that one day, bigger than that one workout that we are a runner. We are in fact on a running journey and that's what we're committing to. So now we have to actually do the actions, do the things that runners do to like basically prove that to ourselves. Right. That's the thing is your actions line up perfectly with your commitment. And by doing the actions, you've verified to yourself, I made the right decision because look at what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm doing all of these things. I clearly made the right choice. Look at all these actions lined up day after day after day. And even within the day, like you're, you're able to handle all sorts of actions because they all fall back on that original decision, which was as simple as making the choice. Right. Because your brain constantly wants to be in a state of alignment and integrity. So if you tell your brain, I am a runner, then you, your brain wants to do the things that runners do so that you maintain that alignment, so that you maintain that integrity with who you are, who you say you are. So then what your brain does is it starts to look for evidence to prove that you are the person that you say you are. So when you start to do those things, you're just building your evidence file. You're saying, yes, yeah, see, like I am a runner. Look, I, I'm, I'm going out and I'm doing the runs. So then it becomes this beautiful cycle of I say I'm a runner, therefore I make the commitment, I do the things that runners do, and then by doing the things that runners do, I reinforce that identity, which then reinforces that behavior. So it just becomes this beautiful cycle that serves you in your running journey. Right, it's the most positive cycle. This is why your original decision of I'm a runner needs to have some details in your mind to it so that you know like the what that runner does like I'm a runner that does all these things I'm a runner that is committed to being a runner and improving my health and you've got this vision of what that means so when you have choices that pop up in your life you don't feel confined or you don't feel confused by them either you're like the decision to be a healthy runner you you know the answer between choosing an extra couple of miles or an extra bit of sleep which one's going to 
fall into the bigger picture of I'm a healthy runner making healthy lifestyle choices. And sometimes you don't always know that the right answer to that. Well, sometimes the answer changes. It kind right. of depends on the situation. Like, okay, maybe on, on this particular morning, it makes more sense for you to get up and knock out a few more miles onto your long run, mm. but maybe after, you know, the buildup for that marathon, the buildup for that half marathon, then it makes a whole lot more sense to sleep in and, and, use some extra recovery days. This is part of the benefit of not having the the constant race on the schedule is you don't feel like you always have to be choosing more miles over more recovery. Mm -hmm. Like you can have this balance between them. You know, we talk about balance inside your training schedule of hard days followed by easy days, but there's balance throughout the entire year. There's hard training cycles versus recovery based training cycles, like, or ones that are training cycles based off of a longer distance and or training cycles based off of a shorter race distance. Mm -hmm. Training these different things helps you stay fresh, not rely on outside motivation all the time like it just kind of keeps you flowing in in the long-term running journey right and you know we talked about this on our coaching call this week with our real life runners training team because those of you that are in our tribe you guys know jill jill had her first half marathon this weekend shout out to jill because you freaking crushed it way to go um but she was asking us you know i've been building up to this race for so long what happens when it's done you know like what then kind of thing and i think that this is a really important thing to address because a lot of runners find themselves in that space, especially if your goal has been a very long-term thing, like a half marathon or a marathon or something that you've been building for, for a quite a while, you know? And, and so we talked a lot about that and about kind of what's next and, you know, what's the next goal on the schedule. But we also talked about the week after, you know, the week yeah. after the race, you know, what, what do I do then? And I think that, you know, what you just said is really important because she need like we, basically communicated to her like you don't have to do anything like you don't have to go out for a run you can you know like and and there are some people that swear by the the shakeout run the day after right like I just get a couple miles in like the day after a marathon or a half marathon some people think that's the best idea and some people think that you should just take a week off or two weeks off depending on the length of the race right yeah and, and it's different for everybody and so you know what we basically what we told her is we'll put some stuff on your schedule but all of it is optional because you need to see how your body is responding to what you just put it through yeah because what you just put it through is probably pretty brutal and yeah. i mean there are days uh, i've i've tried different techniques following long long races um the first time i ever ran a marathon i tried the technique of getting out of bed having my hamstring cramp on me and falling on the floor and just laying on the floor of my apartment. <laughs> I don't advise that one. Um, that was painful. <laughs> I've, I've done the one where it's just like, I'm just going to stay in bed. This is going to be an amazing experience of laying in bed. And then you have to get out of bed and go to the bathroom periodically. That's painful. Mm -hmm. Moving seems to be helpful. Movement is helpful. But it doesn't have to be a lot of movement, but like some gentle walking, some gentle stretching is definitely a helpful thing. An easy hour run is not necessary. Like that's yeah. just not required off of it. And but I mean there are people that are just like, "Oh, I use that marathon almost like a training run." Depending on what your mileage is, sure. you probably did not use it as a training run. You might not have pushed it super hard, and you might be very comfortable with that pace, but you still have to make sure that your body is recovering from that. Yeah. So 
if if 26 is something that you can in fact comfortably do then sure you might be able to just hit another run that next day i mean if you're training for a hundred mile race then it might be yeah and i mean if you're training for for something super ultra then you might actually want to stack a marathon with a marathon the next day Mm -hmm. but eventually you have to fall back and hit that recovery so that your body can then build back from it if it's a race you need that recovery you need that comfort both physically and mentally where there's just not the stress of this is what's on the schedule so I have to get this because the race is coming up right you know it's nice to have a week or two where you don't worry that that race is coming up Mm -hmm, absolutely and you know just to go back to that beautiful cycle that we were talking about of, of how we make that decision that commitment and then our action kind of verifies that and reinforces that behavior think about that on another level, right? Like if you want to think of it more negatively, you can probably understand why if you're telling yourself a different message that that is not, I am a runner, I am a strong and healthy person. If you're telling yourself, I'm just lazy or I just run and I'm not really a runner, I'm just lazy, I'm kind of a couch potato. If that's the message that you're telling yourself and your brain, then your brain is going to want you to do the things that you're you need to do to maintain that same identity that you're telling yourself. So if you're telling yourself that you're lazy or that you're a couch potato or that you're not really a runner, those are the things that your brain is going to want to do to maintain alignment with that decision that you make. Right, which I think it's really tricky if you actually do go out on a run that day because your brain has to counter that. It's like, oh, oh, but I said that I'm not really a runner and I knocked out five miles today, so what am I going to do to balance this out to verify to myself that I'm not really a runner? So it'll either discount the run and pretend that, oh, that doesn't really count because I didn't go very fast or I did it as a run walk and it'll totally discount the actual running that you did or you'll go overboard the other direction and be like, okay, well, I knocked out those runners but I'm not really a run, not really a runner, so now I'm going to eat all this food or now I'm just going to sit on the couch and do nothing for the whole rest of the day like it it goes the other direction because it tries to verify whatever decision you have made right exactly so you really want to think very clearly and like very critically about that initial decision like who are you deciding to be what are you deciding to do okay because how, how do you want your life to look really is what it comes down to like if you say to yourself I am a runner and therefore I am an athlete and therefore I fuel my body like an athlete you can enjoy food right like you can understand like carbs are not a bad thing I can choose to have protein and carbs and I can choose to enjoy this meal freely without the guilt because I understand that I'm an athlete and this is just simply a choice that I'm making right now. Right. You can choose when you go off on your run to run at all sorts of different paces because as an athlete, you're not just out there grinding out of, oh, I've just got to get through these miles because that's what I have to do. Like you're enjoying kind of experimenting with your body and testing yourself and being like, all right, it's an easy run. Let's see what an easy run really feels like. Let's see what it's like if I want to surge to a really fast pace just for the next like 20 seconds. How fast can I run to that light pole up there? Like you can mix in all sorts of different paces just to experiment and see what it feels like to be a runner running a whole wide variety of paces. Right. Or you can understand that that today's not really the best idea to do that because you've got a race coming up or because you have something else on your training plan. You know, I've had conversations like this with our cross country kids that... I watched you have one of these today. Yeah, because 
because like, you know, we had, okay, today's an easy run, you know, don't go out and push yourself. Like, and so if they go out and push themselves, like I, I say, I like, I went up to one of the kids on our team. I said, how fast do you want to run? And he's like, well, what do you mean coach? Like a time? And I said, yeah, like a time, like what, how fast do you want to be? And he's, so he told me and I said, you're capable of that. And he's like, okay. And I said, but I said, in order to do that, you need to run at the paces and effort levels that we tell you. I said, because if you go out on an easy day and push it to like a moderately hard pace, you're not going to be able to hit the workouts that we have later in the week or the races later in the week because your legs are going to be too tired. But if you go out and you choose to do the easy run like we tell you to do and follow the training plan, then you're going to be able to hit those paces because you are capable of that. But if you go, and he, he even said to me, you know, I'm really not not happy that I'm racing tomorrow because I would have pushed harder today. I go, you, I didn't want you to push harder today. You're not supposed to push hard today no, at all. Today is not about mm-hmm. pushing hard. Today is an easy day so that you're able to push harder tomorrow or later in the week or whenever it is that that harder workout or race is. Right, because the problem was there was a hard workout yesterday. So pushing hard today was not going to be pushing hard enough yep. to gain a new benefit from it. It was you know, pushing hard on tired legs. So which has benefits, which has its benefits, but for the point we're at in the training in the season, like we're closing in on the finish line here. Like the season is wrapping up. So it's really kind of fine tuning everything down. The back to back days is just going to tire out for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So at best, what that was going to do was train to a medium effort today and then try and do a time trial tomorrow. It's, it's just going to build up and and not work well. It's so frustrating for me to watch because I did it for like four years of high school and multiple years of college. Like I, I did this and I saw the shortfall of like, I could hit workouts, but my race times weren't really translating correctly off of it. Yeah. And it's because I was never hitting the recovery days. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm watching these other people do it, I'm like, oh, you just, you have to stop doing that. And my coach told me this and I never, I, I was like, huh. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Right. Because like, clearly as a 15 year old boy, you know better than the veteran coach that has caught like coached multiple state championship teams. Like the, <laughs> the coach who had been named like California high school coach of the year, the coach who was like almost in the Olympics, like, Oh yeah, don't worry. I'm 15. I've been running for a week and a half. I've, <laughs> I know how to do this. Right. <laughs> I saw a movie one time. I saw a movie. It was, it, it was filled with inspirational quotes, <laughs> but like, you know, that's, that's kind of the point, right? Like, so being a runner sometimes means you don't push yourself. Like, you very consciously take a step back and say, no, today is an easy day. I am not going to experiment with new speed levels today. I'm going to stick to my training plan and do what it says because that's going to get me to my goal. Well, yeah, that's part of the seeing the big picture, seeing the overall running journey. And Yes, you've got races because you want to test yourself along the way, but you don't have to test yourself on Monday, followed by testing yourself on Tuesday, followed by testing your physical limits on Wednesday. Because yeah. eventually the, your physical limit is going to be breaking, right. and that's that's not the place that anybody wants to be. No, exactly. And, and like, you know, we had another runner yesterday that was, we were doing a hard track workout yesterday, and she was like, Coach, my, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, I'm so exhausted. My legs are dead. I said, why are you so dead? Like, it was, it's a Monday. Monday. Like Sunday should have been a rest day. Um, I'm like, why are you so tired today? And she's like, well, I did a CrossFit workout with my mom yesterday. And I was like, well, why in the world would you do that? Like, and so I just looked at her and I said, 
You are a cross-country runner that's currently in season. Why would you be adding on really hard workouts like CrossFit at all? Like that's just not something that you need to do as a runner. That's not a part of your training plan, you know? And like if we talk about, you know, overall big picture, like, you know, she wants to be a healthier person. Okay. But like, where's your commitment level, right? Like, what is the decision that you're making? Are you deciding to be a cross country runner that's committed to your times and your team and your, your progress with this season? Or do you just want to get in better shape? Like, where is that decision? Right. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. Cause some people are choosing the, I just want to get an overall better shape. Yeah. But even in that world, you still have to have the balance between hard and easy days. Totally. And she started what hopefully she should have known was a really hard practice knowing that she had pushed really hard the day before. I would have appreciated the comment before the workout even started. Coach, I went really hard yesterday because I went to the gym with my mom. We would have had to rework that schedule a little bit. It would have showed, you know, not the most ideal um, commitment at the beginning because the decision wasn't I'm a runner. The decision was simply like, I'm going to push myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the decision that, that needed to be helped. That's part of the, the challenge of high school runners is helping right, them guide that decision. Well, and, and then part of it's also like, you know, would we have really adjusted the schedule or is this a good lesson that she needs to learn? Yeah. You know, you like a as point. a freshman girl, like, is this the lesson that you need to learn? Like, because obviously that workout was not going to break her. You know, no. she was fine. Like, you know, she was tired. She was wiped out. She thought she was going to pass out, but she was fine. Like, <laughs> you know, but... That, I think that's a lesson that's important to learn. And if you can learn that as a freshman, then hopefully we won't have to have that issue ever again while right. you run with us. Because right, <laughs> let's be honest, a lot of our newbies give us the, Coach, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I think I'm going to pass out. Mm-hmm. And they don't. And they, they just don't. don't. Right, exactly. <laughs> so anywho, so that's that's all we're saying is like, right, make that decision. That decision will lead to commitment. That commitment then leads to action. So it all begins with that choice. So who do you decide to be? Who do you choose to be today? Who do you choose to be tomorrow? Who do you choose to be in the long term? And use that as the catalyst for whatever it is you want to accomplish in your life and in your running journey. All right, all right. So that takes us to the challenge of the week. So For the challenge of the week, we want to know what is that one thing that you will decide to do this week to move you forward in your running journey? So we all know that there are countless amounts of steps that we can take to improve ourselves, both in our running, our health, and our lives. So what is one decision that you need to make to move you forward, and how can you commit to that through action. Let us know, tag us on Instagram at Real Life Runners and use the hashtag RLR Weekly Challenge. Or if you're a part of our Facebook tribe, also put up a post there and use that hashtag and let us know what is that decision? What commitment do you need to make to help move yourself forward? And what is one action that you can take to confirm that decision and that commitment in your life, either in regards to your running, your health, your personal life, whatever it is you want to share with us, make sure that you do that and tag us at Real Life Runners on Instagram so that we can be sure to see it and cheer you on. 
And like we mentioned earlier, we have our new virtual challenge for you set up where you can choose 5K, 10K, or half marathon that you can complete before the end of the year. Head over to our website, realliferunners.com to sign up. You can click the link there and that'll take you to the sign up page where you can register for just $10 in the month of October plus 20% off all swag. So if you want a custom medal, if you want a shirt, whatever you'd like to add on, just simply use the code RUNYOURLIFE2020 when you check out and you'll get 20% off the entire purchase. So like we just talked about, make a decision, commit to it, and then act on it. Maybe this virtual challenge, this virtual race that we've set up is that thing that you need to decide to do, to commit to, to move you towards action. So we hope it is. You can help support the podcast and you can also help support a great organization called Girls Gotta Run that helps to empower women and girls in Ethiopia through running, education, and entrepreneurship. So part of the proceeds from the race will be going to that organization so you can empower not only yourself but other people in the world that need your help so you can use your running to help spread some more goodness in the world. So we encourage you guys, please sign up, please join us in that challenge, and please help us in supporting this very worthwhile organization so you can get all that information over on our website, realliferunners.com, and then there will be a button that will link you to all the information that you need for that virtual race challenge. So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the Real Life Runners podcast. This has been episode number 164. Now get out there and run your life.